Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. And so today we got a little subject um, which Tolu doesn't know, but he does know, and it's going to make sense what I mean by that in a moment. I'm but it's actually one of those points that you um, put down on our, our topic sheet. Okay. No more little plans. Oh, okay. Okay. You want to intro it, bro? Yeah, so basically, a few weeks back at church, our pastor did a one-off um, sermon called No Little Plans. So basically, the way our church works is we go on these probably like 10 to 12-week sermon series about a certain mm. thing. But he had this one one episode, let's call it, um, called No More Little Plans, and basically challenging us to make bigger plans for the future bigger plans for yeah. what is it that we want to do and um, whether it's in our careers in our ministry in as a church was really yeah. his big thing is like no more little plans are the plans yeah. that we're making big enough to really even like require god to show up and do things or are we making little plans where actually like if you achieve it it's not even like you know it's not that big of a deal you could have achieved that on your own are we yeah. really making big plans and i was just thinking back to when we started this year you know mm. and some of the some of the plans that we made and yeah. how we're progressing towards those plans we made big plans i can't lie oh, yeah. we made big plans um yeah. numbers numbers for various things were put out there mm. and we mm. made some very big plans mm. and i think that it's important to do that to stretch yourself to think differently because someone mm. was saying look trying to make a hundred thousand pounds is very different to trying to make five million you know the mm. things that you have to think about the things you have to do are going to be very different um, mm. so just how are we setting ourselves up like what path are we setting ourselves down on and that is based on the plans that we make mm. gear two i was listening to an audio book um this week i love this subject and i didn't mm. know it was going to go this way but um one of the things that came up in it was the guy was actually speaking about levels of progression and how mm statistically um i can't remember what the numbers were but there was a large majority of people he said that he felt reached a particular level of success um be it in their career financials mm. and all of that kind of stuff who once they got to that point they almost le- they flattened out and they never mm. went beyond it because mm. they stopped stretching the the height of their goals and their plans mm. Mm. um so i think it's really interesting that this is what we're talking about especially with the backdrop that you've mentioned because i do i do wonder like how many of us in various areas of our lives end up reaching a certain level and not going beyond it simply because we haven't revisited and replanned mm. you know what i'm saying because mm. like even when I think about like the journey that I've come from, like I grew up in East London, we had what we had, you know what I mean? Mm, but mm, mm. coming from there to some of the things I've experienced, even at this point in my life, which isn't the full height, there's still more to come, I'm sure, by his grace for as long as we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's so many things and so many experiences, um, achievements and things that I've experienced along the way, mm. which I've had to 
go beyond just the things that I maybe was planning towards when I was 16, 17 and thinking about, you know, I just want to be old enough to drive a car legally and have a license, have insurance and maybe have somewhere to live. Like I had to go beyond that. And with every level that I've been able to progress to or experience in life, I had to make a practice of trying to figure out what's the next level. And that even goes back to some of the things that we were speaking about in our goals this year, because you know, I, again, I believe in my life so far, I have been blessed enough to experience a range of things that I didn't even maybe think I would experience as maybe as quickly as I did. Mm. I'll just say that, right? <laughs> I think I know. And I think that's a, fair, that's a fair way to put it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially because yeah, you know yeah. more details offline. But, um, but at the same time, I think there came a point and has come a point during my life where it's almost like I had to stop basing the plans or the targets that I was going for. Mm. I had to stop basing them off of maybe what I see around me mm. and almost start writing from a blank canvas. Crazy. Yeah. 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 And and it's like, hence why we set kind of goals like we did at the beginning of the year. Mm. Right. Mm. Because I realized that it's a dangerous thing. It's, it's a great thing to be able to set goals and targets and plans and be able to achieve them and experience them. But I really do believe that there is that danger that exists within us when, when you hit your target, when you mm. succeed in achieving whatever your plans were mm. and then you don't replan. Mm. Mm. Because I think as you learn more and as you know more, your expectations mm. should be different right you mm, don't have mm. the same achievement expectations of a five-year-old as you do of a 20-year-old like mm. it's just different so yeah as we grow and as we mature we should have different mm. expectations we should have different things that we're going for so yeah, as you grow and as you mature you should have different expectations you should have different things that you're going for and i think that's where whether it's quarterly yearly five yearly whatever it is you should have those periodical check-ins mm. with yourself and even with the people around you to say like, where are we really going? What are we really aiming for? Are we aiming mm. for the same things that we had before? Mm. Um, because I think, yeah, it's it's probably time to, to think a little bit differently about things. Mm. So I want to ask a question. Yeah. Because I feel like this is really an opportunity for us to get into something that, something that I think can really help us all. Um, but, it's, it's a two kind of folded question. Mm. The first one being more general. Why do you think planning is important? Mm. And the second part of it, or maybe the second tier question is, especially as believers, mm. right? How does planning, these are two very I think potentially big questions, but how does planning potentially fit in with, with what we would usually call being led by the spirit, right? Oh, very. And you know what? The first question I feel like you can address, we can address that anytime, but it's the second one, especially because yeah, whilst you think about that, mm. I, I honestly, great question. I wonder I wonder what our views are on this because, and I'm not even just talking about me and you in this conversation, just as a believer, because like 
we have this thing where we come into the faith and we're like, okay, I want to do his will. I want to do his will. I want to do his will, right? And so we maybe build a practice of inquiring. What should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like, um, inspire me, lead me. And do you know what? Sometimes people speak about planning as though it is almost diametrically opposed to being led by the spirit, spirit, right? Like they can't coexist, like they're two opposites. And if you're mm. planning and you're making plans, you are mm. somehow deviating yeah. from being led by the spirit. So I feel like okay. this topic and question is something that is probably going to be worth unpacking, I think. So I think for your first question, it's as simple as like, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Like, <laughs> you have to, you <laughs> have to make some kind of plans. You have to, yeah. you can't build yeah. a house winging it yeah and Come everybody on. knows oh, i am i am a big it, fan of winging it bro i, <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. wing it it's so many things <laughs> yeah but you can't you can't live your whole life just winging it you can't you mm, need a financial mm. plan you need to think about things you need to even in the bible it says about count the cost before you go to war that is making mm, a plan mm. okay if i'm going to war i need to buy this i need to plan with this person i need to ally with that person you have to count the cost mm. so for mm. me you have to make plans Mm. I think on your second question, it's such a good question and such a tough balance to get. I think for Mm. me, it comes back to how do you plan? So, Mm. for example, when you're planning, are you asking God about the plans that you're going to make? Come on, yes. Are you being led even by the plans that you're making or are you just winging it and just saying, oh, that seems good. And then after when you're now executing your plan, is that when you're asking God? When are you asking, when you're actually asking God? And I think Carla had a really good example of this, right? So she was going to do, she's been summoned for jury duty. And Mm. she was asking God, because Carla does not enjoy jury duty as much as I would. I would love it, (laughs) personally. Fulfill all my like weird lawyer ideas I had as a kid. I would have loved it. But due to summer... You better hope totally believes in your case. Bro, (laughs) you better convince me. You better convince me. But due to some, uh, let's call it past indiscretions, I will never be Mm. eligible for jury duty. So anyway, we digress. So Carla did not want to be on jury duty, but it's your civic duty. And she very clearly was like, she was, and we were coming back from holiday or something the day she was due to go on it. And so she told them, I'm coming back from holiday the day before, can't make it. Like, they're like, pick another date. So she's asking God, like, Mm. okay, what date should I pick? And she picked, she heard a date right as she was making this plan and look how that whole week every day she got a message saying you don't have to come tomorrow you don't have to come tomorrow you don't have to come tomorrow <laughs> to the point where they're just like you're finished thanks for your service mm, and mm, that's a plan mm. that she had to make in terms of okay i need to do my jury duty the lord knows she doesn't want to actually do it so god helped her to find a way that she can still be like yep i'm i can do it but didn't actually have to mm. and that's where for me like how early are you involving god in your plans you know, when you're thinking mm. this time next year, I want to do this. How much of that mm. have you spoken to God about? Are you checking on your inside mm. to say, when I'm saying this thing, how am I actually feeling about it in my spirit? Like, what does that feel like? What is the Holy Spirit saying mm. to me, even about these mm. plans that I'm making as I'm doing it? Mm. So for me, it comes down to, am I being intentional about asking God about my plans? Mm. You know, does this actually fit with his plan for me? Because otherwise, mm. your plans are useless. Mm. Mm. And even just to add on that as well, I love that. And it's definitely it echoes a lot of, I think, what I 
yeah i agree with it this is mm. to speak plainly i agree with it um in addition to it one of the things i was thinking about as you were speaking is how i think we sometimes really over mystify what it means to be led by the spirit 100 percent. right <laughs> because <laughs> because a lot of the time when when we speak about being led by the spirit or being led by god like our minds automatically go to okay maybe this person heard an audible voice and they went to the top of a mountain and they were praying for hours and hours and then mm. the heavens descended mm. and then gabriel was like yo this is what you gotta do and then i was mm. like no i'm scared he's like no fear not like that's the kind of the here's my fleece the, the, make it wet make depth. it dry <laughs> yeah like <laughs> the depth of our imagination and especially because yes. like i think this is we we have scriptures that we read we have stories that we read back of people of old and stuff like that but it's it's i think i think we don't always realize that it wasn't just necessarily always like that for everybody right because there's a scripture where um paul speaks about how i think it's in acts if i remember correctly but he speaks about how they they tried they tried to go a particular place but, but i think i don't want to phrase it but the, yeah the holy spirit forbade them and when i meditated on that um those verses and that account one of the things that came to mind for me was that that forbidding doesn't necessarily have to be an audible because sometimes the holy spirit will frustrate your plans to keep you in a certain place and stop you from going somewhere if you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. um and then through discernment and revelation and stuff like that you can then know actually you know what that was him do you get what i'm saying yeah um I think, and i'm, I'm so torn about that though i'm so torn about that yeah because sometimes it's the devil frustrating you Oh, absolutely, and and, and, and I think how it's, do you discern yeah. between the two? It's a it's a good question. It's a good question. You got to find a good mountain and spend a few hours. <laughs> <in> there, <laughs> <it>? <laughs> now I'm playing, but um, but I think just to go back on what I was gonna say, the other side of being led, I think, isn't necessarily just the audible voices and the 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 big and maybe grandiose kind of experiences, but sometimes it's as simple as this is what his word says. So this is what I know about what is his way and therefore I'm going to follow and obey. That's being led because sheep, sheep and shepherds, right? It's do you think if, if led or do you think that's following what you know to be true or are they even different? But I don't think there's necessarily a difference, bro, because again, sheep, shepherd, right? Following indicates that you are leading, being led, sorry, by something or someone something is influencing the direction that you are going that's what being led is right because whether it's you're being dragged or yeah. whether it is you have made a decision without a leash to say i'm going to go that way but you are ultimately still being led by whatever it is that has influenced your decision and that's where i think there might be a slight difference because for me for example there is nothing in the bible yeah that says should i take redundancy from sky or should i not mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like for me being led is the impression of I should take it, I should not take it. That's where for yeah. me I'm talking about being led. Whereas for example, if I'm thinking, you know, should I take this guy's wife or not? Yeah. Yeah. The word says don't. That's not so, it's not even like I've prayed and I got a lead in. It's the word. It just says don't. Okay. So what is leading you? And this and is what is leading me. the decision that you are making? But it's, and I think there's slightly, that's what it is. There's a difference between framing and leading. So like if we go back to the sheep, for example, 
there is a difference between a sheep following a path that they already know right and a shepherd out in front of the sheep saying come this way or come that way and that's what i think i'm trying to differentiate between the two because i agree with you the word can lead you but for me it's a bit different when i'm talking about when i'm making my plans about should i go tomorrow should i go the day after there's nothing in the word for that so i don't think that it's i don't think there's a distinct difference because Mm. i think that being led for something by to do with something that is an audible voice or an impression or whatever it is that is one form of being led Mm. but the scriptures are in a lot of ways or contain in a lot of ways a captured account of what his way is and what it's not right the only difference is that it's on paper because even when it comes down to things like adultery taking another man's wife right maybe you didn't hear an audible voice maybe there wasn't a burning bush and 12 angels that came to visit you right Mm. but ultimately when you make the decision to say you know what i'm not going to do this you are choosing not to be led by your flesh number one and you are choosing to be led by the word like the word is authored by somebody it's not distinct from him right and so when he has his clear instructions that tell us that adultery is wrong that is an extension of what his perspective of what is right and what is wrong it is the thing that's going to indicate whether we sin i.e miss the mark or whether we hit the mark of his design and I, I agree with you in terms of the word is one of the ways that we are led what i'm trying to differentiate is the fact that some people will say well there's nothing in the word for my specific situation so like in terms i of agree adultery, so yeah it's so, there, like so it's yeah clear. so 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 that's and i think that's where maturity comes into it right because there's like through our relationship as an example right there are things that i know about you Mm. right there are things that i know you like and you dislike things that you've explicitly told me Mm. and things that i've explicitly observed Mm. if you weren't in the room because of the maturity in our relationship how much time i've spent around you how much time i've spent to get to know you there are certain things that you don't have to tell me explicitly arnold i don't like this Mm. for me to be able to make a decision on right take for example investment (laughs) right (laughs) i know what type of an investor you are (laughs) right yeah and so if someone puts two options in front of me brand new options that were only created today and i haven't had a chance to ask you about them because of what I know about you, that's going to inform what I know to be, that's going to be his answer or that's going to be what he will take and that's going to be what he won't take. And I think when it comes back to what you were speaking about with the the situation where someone says, oh, well, the scriptures doesn't have an explicit uh, verse that says Mm. to me uh, the word cocaine, for example. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. You can say that all you want to do, but it's like, really, I think when we say things like that or when we come to conclusions like that, it's usually something that exposes really what our motives and intentions are because but, but let's take it the from journey a, of from faith a different perspective though because I, I don't think it's always going to be because someone wants to do that sin i feel like there are generally sometimes so like for example my dad yeah. yeah before he eats something he checks yeah right and that's what i'm saying like he yeah. genuinely wants to do the right thing it's not like a thing like cocaine where it's like cocaine is obviously not good for you do you see what i mean <laughs> but when my dad he's like should i have a banana or should i have an apple do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like both two really good options, but he doesn't mm. know necessarily what to choose. And he's trying to be led in choosing that. 
And that's where I think there's situation. Think there's... Yeah, go on. Go on. But do you think there's a difference between choosing between two good things, right? Or two things which you know. If he know, he, I'm pretty sure in this situation, it's not from a place of if I eat one, it's going to be sinful or like no. the other one is going to be acceptable no. inside. It's more just a case of wanting. And I think that's a sign of intimacy. And that that's what is revealed mm. in the motive and the intention behind him because sometimes that is the case. Mm. But I think if if he made a decision to say that he was going to eat one over the other, I don't think, even without necessarily asking that question, I don't think that downplays on his level of being led in any way, shape or form, if you get what I'm saying. Um, no, I don't understand. <laughs> so what do you mean? Because I think, so for example, for my dad, right? Like some of the conversations yeah. that we've had about that is, you know, he might have inquired about something, heard like yeah. stop eating food and he eats anyway yeah. and then he has to drive home and he's super tired. Right. So in that situation, yeah. like, eating the food is not, it's not the worst thing in the world, but for him and his body, yeah, the consequence yeah. might not be the best. And that's where I think that for me, when, when it's about things that are right or wrong, I totally agree. Like mm -hmm. the word is quite clear. But there are some things in your everyday life, and that's where I'm saying, like, it doesn't say about that in the Bible, not about things like drugs and cocaine and this and that, and the new things, like we've got, you know, laptops, and it doesn't say anything about watching porn on your laptop or whatever it is. You know that mm. that's wrong. You know, I'm talking about, you've got two job options. Which one do you take? Where God knows the future of both options, and he can enlighten you as to which way to go, which way to not go. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. So let's go back to the point I think where it seemed like there was a bit of a fork mm. if you choose to do according to what he has said in his script and through the scriptures mm. i.e. this is right this is wrong mm. do you agree that that's being led by him I think before this conversation I would have said not quite it's part of being led but it's not what I think of when I'm talking about being led for me that's being influenced by the scriptures and following <laughs> what we've been told to do i wouldn't have distinctly thought of it as being led before this conversation but i think it's definitely part yeah. of being led and also what what this doesn't consider is that the word is alive you know and god yeah. will quicken certain things to you in certain situations so it can absolutely be yeah. part of being led yeah and and i think that's that's leaning more towards my the point i was trying to make mm. which is that it's not one versus the other I think they're just different forms of the same thing. Mm. And I think we usually focus a lot of our attention more on the, okay, mm. he has said audibly to me, or I have heard, had an inward witness or however we might describe it as that is what it means to be led. Mm. But sometimes it's as simple as reading your scriptures. And if I'm honest with you as well, bro, I feel like the, I feel like we probably neglect this. And I don't know if this is like a worldwide thing, but I'll just say in my experience of Christendom, like me falling short of it and also experience it being fallen short of by others around me at times as well. Mm. I feel like we, we, we place way less emphasis on this than we should. And I think that's the reason why you have situations where, for example, offense exists, but the offended mm. will not address it the way that offense is supposed to be addressed. Or 
sometimes not even be willing to even acknowledge that there is offense when the fruit of everything that is going on makes it very clear that there is something that has upset you right um it's also the reason why when it comes down to our our views of um being generous and charitable like bro it's not as complicated as we sometimes make it seem like i remember times and I'm, i won't even speak about i'll speak about myself i remember times where i would almost start to like look into the motives of the person that asked me for money mm. right or the mm. person that's on the street that's like, no, he's, he's just gonna go and buy alcohol okay like and the thing is it's like i spent a lot of time really looking at what the scriptures say about generosity and giving and all of that kind of stuff and bro the scriptures actually even have stuff to say about the the a particular person letting them drink because of their sorrows and stuff like that yeah it's in proverbs i'm gonna pull it up but um and i'm not saying that that's to say i need to go out and buy every person that's sitting outside of a shop uh, like a bunch of alcohol to just drink their sorrows away but i just think like sometimes we really overcomplicate the simple things that he has expressly said in his word and we focus a lot more on looking for the supernatural word of instruction and only focus on that as being led. Hmm. I think that's fair. And 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 I think just to add to that as well, I would even venture to say that if we're not making a practice of even being led according to the things he has expressly revealed, hmm. then what confidence does that give us to even place weight in the so-called audible voices and experiences that we say that we're receiving from him like how how can that how can we both be so sure and confident in those things if we're not necessarily even confident in our practice of the express word that he's already released and i think that that for me is a huge point because the way that you learn to know that you're being led by the right voice because it says my sheep hear my voice the voice of another they will not follow that means that there are other mm. voices that are going to try and get you to follow them. So the way that you mm. actually know the voice of God really is through his word. Mm. So you you really have to be in your word to really know, like, what is it that God is saying? And I think, do you know, do you know where you're also right is that God has given us his word and his word is what is meant to lead us. Whether written word, you know, spoken word, whatever it is, it's all still his word. His word is what is meant to lead us. Mm. So you're right, it is still being led by him mm. it's Proverbs 31 mm. you can read all the rest whenever you want but from verse 6 give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress mm. let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more mm. which Proverbs was that you said? 31 ah uh before the before the amazing woman <laughs> but also what does he say i think it says something in the beginning yeah from verse one he says the sayings of king lemuel contain this message which his mother taught him O son of my womb O son of my vows do not waste your strength on women on those who ruin kings it is not for kings O lemuel to guzzle wine rulers should not crave alcohol for if they drink, they may forget the law and not give justice to the oppressed. Alcohol is for X, Y, Z person, which is what you just said. Uh-huh. I know which side I'd rather be on. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's good and true for you. But mm. to the one who maybe doesn't have the, mm. the inward perception of themselves even being that, 
because of maybe the circumstances of life, where they're at and what is their experience in reality. Mm. Like not everybody is thinking from a kingship perspective, right? Mm. And I think it's just one of those ones where like even when you engage with people who are homeless um, and maybe not even homeless, but people who have fallen on hard times um, and, and maybe very well drinking their sorrows away like Mm. from the conversations that i've had with people like that you really get to realize that it's it's one thing that we can do to encourage and build people up but sometimes like sometimes it is just as simple as you know what let me do what i can to help meet their immediate needs in the short term Mm. like because yeah man life is very multi leveled dimensional and everything else man that is one way to put it (laughs) (laughs) so I think if we go back to what we were originally talking about I think no more little plans no more little plans and how do you Mm. make plans with God in mind and how do you be led while you're making plans I think Mm. it is that thing of getting into the word and understanding like what is the word for me right now in this season because I know sometimes you said to me like you know this is the scripture that I'm meditating on in this season and that is kind of my guiding principle Mm. as I make my plans and at the same time being open Mm. to hearing the impressions the audible voice however it is that God speaks to you as you're making those Mm. plans because sometimes it's as simple as that doesn't feel good that doesn't feel right not because I'm scared yeah not because I don't want to but it just doesn't something about it just niggles me and understanding yeah. like what is that about for sure and i think it is it's really not seeing one side like as like the ultimate perspective that we have on what it means to be led mm. because if we just focus purely on the written letter mm. of the scriptures you miss the spirit like that's when we can miss mm. what the spirit might be because there are some time i'm not saying the holy spirit is going to tell you to go and you know commit adultery with that person's wife or whatever but there are some times where it isn't necessarily as simple and straightforward as do this thing do you get what i'm saying mm. and now I'm, I'm not talking right now about the holy spirit tells you to do something unrighteous because that's not what we're talking but, but about bro, the holy spirit will right? never tell you something that contradicts the word it's that simple like it won't happen he won't tell you to do something yeah. that the word expressly tells you not to do so it is yeah. it is literally in line it's always going to be in line but it might be slightly different to what you expect yeah yeah and i think maybe to even give the example of your dad that you mentioned right hmm. he may not necessarily be in a situation like that like okay the extreme of just looking at the letter would be that i'm not even going to eat i'm not going to drink milkshakes because it's not in the scriptures Mm. right Mm. i'm literally only going to eat according to this 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 and this right and you know what funny enough speaking on eating the example i'm reminded of is peter Mm. when he had the vision and it was let me pull it up a second the instruction I think he was given was not to call unclean. What God has made clean, what God has called clean.
X10. It seems like it is. From verse 9, the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being led down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, what God has made clean, do not call common. Hmm. This happened three times and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. And it wasn't just this that came to mind for me. It was also the scriptures, I think in Romans, um, which speaks about the one who is weak and the one who is strong and not condemning one for eating and not condemning the other for not. Romans 14. Which verse? From verse 1. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person only eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Hmm. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord, both of the dead and of the living. Hmm. And then it goes on. And just even from those verses, what stands out to me that's relevant to this conversation that we're having is that, like whether it is through a audible experience an inward check like a um a written text that you're meditating on like whatever it is that is influencing our planning i think the key thing that it does come back to is that we are fully persuaded that we are doing that in line with mm. with him right because sometimes Sometimes when I think about how I've planned in life, sometimes it is I use the knowledge that I have mm. and <laughs> I do the assessment based on what I know mm. and I go to him and I say, Abba, this is what I've come to based on your inspiration. I'm believing that you're in it. I pray that if I'm going the wrong direction that you'd expose it and take me the way that's right. Mm. Like, and it, it is sometimes literally that. Sometimes I'll do those same plans and I'll expressly hear or discern that's not the way to go mm. go this way mm. right sometimes i don't even have my plans on the table sometimes it is as simple as 
this is what i'm hearing and i believe that heaven is saying right <laughs> so so it's like there are so many different ways that it can it can come about at least has been my experience but, but i think um, that's also very much in the nature of god because it's not always exactly the same way every single time right because I think yeah that's where you get out of relationship and into religion and that's where for me it's like sometimes mm. you might not god might not hit, say anything right there and then it's only as your plans develop other times it's from 10 years before mm. so like for example where we come live on now i had an impression years before that this would happen i didn't know mm. how it was going to happen it mm. made no sense to me at the time mm. but i can clearly remember thinking oh mm. i think one day i might live there kind of thing and then just the way things yeah. unfolded that for me was a confirmation of what i'd felt that i could have never i couldn't place it i just yeah. felt this and i was like but i like where i live i don't want to move anywhere what are you talking about <laughs> but the things that happened made it very clear that okay this yeah. is part of the plan you know mm. so mm. yeah it's it's not getting tied down to to like restricting him to to lead you in one particular way or another but i think it's yes. being just open open right mm. because if if we have an express word amazing like let's discern it let's search out the scriptures that are going to encourage us in that direction if we don't have it use our heads right because and this is this is where i honestly think like it, it isn't as we sometimes think if I use my head, it means that I'm not following him because you know why? I'm just figuring out according to my mind. And I was it's about to say, proverb, trust in the Lord. With that's the what Lord. I was about to say. <laughs> Lean not onto your own understanding. Yeah. But it's, it's like, even within that, it's, I think it takes, it takes a level of maturity to not just see my own understanding as anything that comes into my own brain. Because truth be told, like everything good that exists within us is from him. Right? And I think when we acknowledge that whether it's the education, the discernment, your maths, like let's talk about maths, bro. Like finances, numbers, what we know and how we're able to use numbers, calculate, work out a budget, all of that kind of stuff. All of that, is stuff that we take no glory from for because we did not create ourselves so even our greatest efforts and achievements on earth the glory still goes back to him it's ultimately a result of his doing right and i think the distinction between leaning on your own understanding and being able to use the understanding that you have in a way that isn't leaning on it right is that's that's important it's having that acknowledgement because I'm not just going to come and say, for example, all right, this is my maths and I'm just going to purely make decisions purely just based on my... Like, I can use my maths. I can use what I know about balancing numbers and budgets and all of that kind of stuff. And I can come to some very, very well thought out um, conclusions, right? But what do I do with it? And I think that's where the distinction comes. Because if I then just purely in every situation just rely on the the knowledge and the information stuff that i've got don't get me wrong the still the glory, the glory still does go back to him but in terms of whether i am making my plans in a way that is consistent 
with him and being led by him ultimately mm. right or not it's going to come down to whether i will even at least take those plans and those conclusions that i've made and invite him in because that's that's the big thing for me is at any point within the the planning or the the goal setting and all that have i invited him in i think that is the difference for me between natural results and supernatural results because mm. You can still, like you said, you can still figure everything out and do things in the natural and it might end up okay. Mm. And that's that's the other thing is that it doesn't mm. mean that you won't succeed. But for me, it's the difference between mm. am I getting natural results, things that are limited by my knowledge or my ability, mm. or am I getting supernatural results because I've opened it up to God to be open, to say, okay, this is what the numbers say. The numbers say, get this mm. house over this one. But Lord, you know mm. that 10 years from now, they're going to build a railway through that line and pay 10x for the house. Mm. My numbers don't tell mm. me that. They don't tell bro. me that. A hundred percent, bro. And I think practical example that we see in the scriptures, the feeding of the 5,000 plus, mm. right? Mm. Somebody had two fish and five loaves from somewhere. Mm. Peter could have been like, you know what? There's a whole bunch of people that are hungry. I'm just going to eat this for myself, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Just the numbers Peter, don't add up. The random examples I'm using, but like the numbers Jesus, don't stack. <laughs> like Judas so, would have done so, that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the reality is, it's mm. I think it perfectly illustrates that the best of what we have, mm. when we take that to Him mm. and invite Him into to do whatever he's going to do and to do it with expectation of a supernatural outcome as well. Mm. That's when we really do experience levels beyond we ever would have. Mm. Because even with the best of me, bro, I'm, 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 I'm a big believer that even the best of the best that I think I have on earth to give, right. Mm. is still two it's fish and enough. five loaves yeah. in comparison, because I know that there is, I'm not looking for the natural result. Mm. Like, yes, the natural result is something that would be great, but it's like, I really want to tap into the supernatural across all areas mm. of life. Agreed. Because we're like, and in order living to do in the that, supernatural <laughs> is what we're meant to do. Like, that's where we're meant to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm. Sorry, you were saying in order For to sure. do that? And I can't remember. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Mm. But um, and I know this is probably a bit more of a longer and juicy episode than maybe we've been doing lately but i think we're there it's one of those subjects there is another question that i've been thinking about okay and it's do you think that as as his children as christians as kingdom citizens people of the supernatural do you think our plans how do you think our let me know say do you that's a leading question how do you think our plans should be compared to a the plans of a a non-believer someone who doesn't believe in the divine or anything supernatural that's a really good question i think that when i think about some non-christians and some of the plans that they make mm. they are in some ways plans that we should be making there we go. I didn't want to lead the witness. <laughs> because I didn't want to lead the witness. I changed my question, so I didn't lead him. But he got where we needed to get because yeah. that's what the Holy Spirit wanted out of this conversation. Go for it, bro. Because 
when I hear about you know people who want to end poverty or people who want to build these things that help communities, help families, mm. whatever, whatever, whatever. For me, like those are all things that we should be doing. And what's interesting is that there must be something mm. in the heart of man that thinks about legacy, mm. that thinks about things past this world, and it's eternity. Mm. And that's where I feel like sometimes, as Christians, are we making plans that have legacy and impact? Or are we talking about, you know, just me and my family, me and my friends and sorting us out as opposed to, am I thinking mm. on a world stage? Like, am I actually thinking mm. about impacting millions of people across the world with what we have been mm. given so freely? And that's where I think that sometimes mm. some mm. of the things that non-Christians say that they want to achieve and want to do, I'm like, that's what we should be doing as a church. Mm. That's what we should mm. be building. We should be donating that money. We should be giving that and giving it with the gospel and not just with with money hmm. see now you're opening something else up bro <laughs> step through the door brother step through the door go ahead now you're opening something else up bro and you're literally pulling out some of my reflections in like the last week or so hmm. but on that whole point right if if we really did tap into eternity which is written in our hearts like you mentioned hmm. Hmm. and wanting to leave a bigger impact for good on the earth in our time on earth mm. like the natural thing is our plans would be bigger like you mm. said mm. but then now i think it naturally feeds into the subject about money uh, thank you for listening to the reason for all podcast <laughs> <laughs> Can't escape it, bro. We ain't cutting it yet. <laughs> but it does. Because you yeah. know what, yeah? Yeah. Like, let's talk about the people that have got big visions and ideas mm. of solving world hunger, as an example, mm. right? Mm. How are you going to do that if you ain't got no, no bread money. or access to bread? Mm. If there's no money, how the heck do you do that? Right? And I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like... You already know some of the offline conversations I've been having with you mm. about comparative mm. research that I'm starting to to do with different people that have different views on money and like what results that leads to. But I honestly think that the size of our plans as believers mm. will naturally have an impact on things like our approaches to money. Mm. Um and I guess, I don't know, both things influence one another because I was then going to say our views on money will also affect our plans, right? Because be honest, if we yeah. see wealth yeah. and, I think and it starts with that. having access to abundance, yeah, mm, bro, see, mm, you need, mm, bro, you need to tap into mm, this research. We need to do it and just feed it back to the people because maybe that's part of the problem, right? Is the limiting views and be beliefs that maybe we have when it comes yeah. to finances and mm. touch not right when it comes to anything to do with what we see as abundance maybe that is why we plan so small i think it is because for me <laughs> as, as a man thinketh so shall he be right yeah so if at the core oh of you goodness, bro. what you believe about money is that it should be far from us it's not really for us it's you know money is the root of all evil which isn't even the verse I feel like exactly. that is where it starts from. And I feel like 
also we often have a scarcity mindset as opposed to an abundance mindset mm. because bro when mm. i listen to these podcasts and things bro do you know how much money people are making in this world bro Bro, there is so much money in this world that it shouldn't even be a problem, especially for us, yeah, who have the Holy Spirit, mm, mm, who mm. the Holy Spirit knows the future, yeah? We have that mm. inside of us. So for us, money shouldn't even mm. be a problem. When when they needed tax money, what did Jesus say? Go go to that fish. Yeah, go fish and there's money in the fish. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't think we really actually deep that. Like, there was money in the yeah, fish. Yeah. And Jesus knew yeah. that that specific fish he was going to get out had money in it. Bro, that's yeah, 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 yeah. To pay his taxes. Yeah. Pay my taxes. Oh, God, please. <laughs> you know? Like, but for us, it's a problem. It's a real problem. Mm. It's a re- mm. There are churches that need buildings and they don't have money. Oh, man. That's a real thing. There are churches that for decades have been wanting buildings but don't have money. For me, something needs to change. So when we were, we were at dinner and we were talking, um, we were talking about should pastors get paid and how much should they get paid? And it was, as you can imagine, quite controversial. Shout out to Abraham whose birthday it was. It was quite, it was quite controversial. But for me, some of it comes down to churches don't have money to pay pastors properly anyway. So what? Mm. Why is it like that? Mm. Anyway. Let me get off my uh, <laughs> off my soapbox. No, why is it like that though, bro? <laughs> it's just, it frustrates me so much, so so much, bro. Because for me, when I even think about going yeah. to be a pastor and stuff like that, outside of the like huge responsibility and all those kind of things, I'm thinking, mm. bro, I don't want to be poor either. <laughs> like they don't pay these people well, yeah. And if you want to enjoy your life, small yeah. small, people are oh calling you all kinds of things. <laughs> So I'm thinking, I don't even want to. I actually mm, don't. Mm. Not as a full-time, that's my job, that's my source of... Nope. Yeah. Nah, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I respect pastors, and I uh, I feel sorry that we do them so dirty. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Solving big problems needs money, man money is needed mm. financing is needed 100%. and i think whether whichever way we cut it right whether it's going to be through funds that you directly possess yourself mm. or through funds that you're able to raise from people that you know i.e not whether it's kingdom or not but let's even talk about kingdom right if if we all have this view of touch not when it comes to wealth and all of that kind of stuff mm. then how much are we going to be able to raise to solve some of these real problems? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Bro, Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. Mm. It says, A feast is made for laughter, mm. wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, yeah, Ecclesiastes is when Solomon is in like depressive mode, right? So like money can't answer your salvation. Let's not, let's not even get that twisted. But bro, most of the problems in this world can be solved by some extra money. It's not a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie, bro. It's not a lie at all. It's not. Because, yeah. bro, do you think if I had 10 milli right now, like, there wouldn't be churches that had buildings? Of course there'd be churches that had buildings. <laughs> I got 10 milli. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Before I get too far off. <laughs> but it's true, man. That's probably one of the big root things behind it. Ironic, the word root, right? Money, money being the, the root, root of all evil. Yeah, you, yeah, love of money. False. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's definitely one of the roots, man. And I guess for us, for the listeners, like... I think it's really important that we delve into a real biblical perspective of wealth, money, abundance, mm. and just how he sees all these things. Because this is the other part, right? Sometimes we hold views mm. which we think mm. are righteous mm. rather than taking the time to really explore what he says is righteous. Mm. i.e. what he has described and defined as the way that he calls us to live mm. and it's like Agreed. what even judas right wasn't it judas if i remember correctly that said when the expensive ointment was poured out this could have been sold and the money given to the poor Life. doesn't that sound righteous Thief. Thief. right doesn't that sound mm. like mm. The, the good thing to do mm. right but I think we really need to check, to check. And I guess it's that, it's that double fold of even what we were speaking about before. Check the explicit word and also be sensitive to listen to his word for you, like in a particular season and moment. Because the Holy Spirit might have been pressing you for some time to really check in on this subject yeah. and to really revisit what he says and if it's something that has been parked on the shelf time and time and time and time again we can't we can't be upset frustrated or sad if we end up meeting our maker to find out that there were so many problems he wanted to use you to solve right and you to be a part of the solution for he wanted to use you as a vessel of honor that would be for honorable use in being part of a big solution that would actually mm. spread his name and fame in the earth mm. right mm. but sometimes we're so stuck in the cupboard with the views that we've had passed down by the majorities and mm. based on maybe the abuses of some right that we don't actually take the time to say let me take a step back and objectively actually assess this mm. what does he say what is your word about this thing right so I had I had a guest on my leadership podcast, and he said that there was this. Philosophy. What's your leadership podcast, bro? For the listeners uh, that don't know, oh, Dynamis EQ. What's your leadership for podcast for the listeners it's, that don't know? It's, it's about emotional intelligence. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Dynamis <Yeah>. EQ. Um, <laughs> for now, maybe changing the name, but yes. And um, <laughs> he basically said that this was something that really inspired him. If someone said to him, "Be more, yeah. do more." have more give mm. more and for mm. me like that mm. encapsulates it like the more we be the more we do the more we do the more we have mm. the more we have the more we give like mm. that's that's how it should be <laughs> that's how it should be i 100 percent agree bro and in fact you know what i'm going to say something specifically to the entrepreneurs right and those people that may be um some way inclined whether it's as an idea and a desire or something you're already working on. Mm. 
an encouragement to you is go forth and excel in what you're doing because mm. we look at especially if you look at entrepreneurship as it's usually marketed today on youtube ads instagram and all of that kind of stuff mm. it tends to be something that looks like it just it lives to serve you right mm. Mm. but entrepreneurship is not as glamorous as the internet makes it out to be <laughs> like it comes with high cost high sacrifice high risk and a bunch of stuff that you do which if done well right mm. what does it lead to Jobs for because and that's exactly what i was getting at bro mm. think about the fact that if you do this thing well you actually create opportunities for other people to mm. earn mm. you create opportunities for your end users depending on what your product or service is to experience a product or service that is better than maybe what your competitors are offering if you're smart about how you're able to optimize the way that your business works you're able to create something that you can choose to actually price a lot more efficiently and give a lot more than your competitors creating a greater experience for your end users bro and for those that maybe don't know i got another podcast too which we speak about from time to time i haven't recorded for a while but what's it called check it out the hustle uncut <laughs> but yeah like and that, you know that wasn't even my plan to say that but yeah it's there if you want to look it up on all platforms but um but i honestly do think like if if you've been held back from excelling in and from really pushing when it comes to entrepreneurship and building a business and all of that kind of stuff mm. like let liberty be yours do it and do it to his his do it for his namesake do it for his glory do it for the sake of the kingdom because i think there are so many practical things that come out of building a business on on righteous and kingdom principles that leads to all of the things that we're supposed to be doing as believers right generosity mm. like being practical about how you can do you know how powerful it is to be able to see someone that you know who's in a situation but has a particular skill set and be able to have built something so well that you can say to them you know what? i see your skills come here and let me give you a role mm. or come here let me partner with you mm. so that we can create a way for you to exercise your skills and be able to feed your family mm. right it's just it has so many knock-on right. effects but yeah, because I, I met a guy the other day who wanted to build an app, and I asked him like, "How much do you need for the app?" He's mm. like, "Half a million." And I was like, "In the grand scheme of things, half a million is not that much money. Like, how good would it be able to be mm. to say, yeah, mm. here?" Because the app was sounded amazing, but he's looking for mm. investors. So, how good would it be to be able to do exactly what he said? Be like, "Yeah, I back that." You know, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Reasons Bible podcast and for joining us on our mm. massive detour from No More Little Plans into money <laughs> and pastors and all kinds of other things. <laughs> and <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Info at reasontobehold.com yeah. and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.